Welcome to the podcast. Today we will be interviewing Dr. Timothy Seda, a third-year psychiatry resident at Banner University Medical Center, Phoenix. Dr. Seda is a third-year psychiatry resident at Banner University Medical Center, Phoenix. Dr. Seda, after graduating high school, enlisted in the United States Navy as a boatswain mate second class and achieved the rank of master helmsman, was a small boat operator, and a helicopter landing signalman. In recognition of his work in the Navy, Dr. Seda earned the Navy Achievement Medal. Dr. Seda then moved on to college and graduated from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas in 2015 with a Bachelor of Science in Biology and graduated summa cum laude with a psychology minor. During his time at UNLV, Dr. Seda was a research assistant at the UNLV Drosophila Lab and participated in studies including longevity, starvation, dissection, heart function, and flight characteristics of fruit flies. Dr. Seda then went on to the University of Nevada Reno School of Medicine for his medical degree. While at the University of Nevada Reno, Dr. Seda was involved in many teaching experiences, including being an OB-GYN clinical skills instructor, being a leader in a teaching and medicine course for first and second year medical students, as well as an anatomy supplemental instructional leader. Dr. Seda was also involved in many leadership experiences during medical school, including being a leader in the outreach and recruitment program, the American Medical Student Association Medical School Liaison, the UNR Med Orientation Committee, the Project Medical Education Committee, and was a student interest group leader in the Gentleman in Medicine, Emergency Medicine, and Psychiatry interest groups. Dr. Seda is an avid golfer, road cyclist, chess enthusiast, amateur astronomer, and connoisseur of fine coffees and movie trivia. Without further ado, here's Dr. Seda. All right, so we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Seda, for joining us today. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So just to get things started, uh, would you mind just telling us uh, about yourself generally, where you're from, what you like to do, any hobbies that you have? Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I guess I'm from the Southwest. Uh, I moved around a little bit. Um, you know, I was in the Navy in the I guess, uh, late nineties, mid late nineties, and then, um, moved around, lived in San Diego and, and up in the Pacific Northwest as well, outside of Seattle, um, grew up in Orange County and, uh, kind of moved back there after the Navy started, uh, um, you know, working at that point and then moved back to Las Vegas, which is where I actually went to high school. So I think Nevada is probably as close to home as I've had. And, um, I definitely finished my undergrad there and then went to med school up in, uh, Reno. So, um, ended up down here in Phoenix. Um, and really it was, uh, I got a lot of family in town and so it's kind of a natural fit for me and I've been coming here for years, so it wasn't anything new. I even have some friends here. So, so it was, uh, kind of a good fit. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it sounds like you've been all over the place though. Yeah, I've been around. Um, you know, though, I mean, as far as I guess to kind of answer your question, um, you know, I listen, man, I like to golf a lot. So this is perfect place to be um, year round golf weather. Um, if you can stand the heat and I, I kind of prefer it. Um, other than that, uh, you know, I enjoy playing some chess and, um, you know, I have a couple of buddies that I play online with um, when I can't play in person, um, you know, 
I think uh, even in my bio it says I'm an amateur uh, astronomer, but I think uh, really it's just kind of for fun and uh, just because I'm I'm kind of a nerd. I don't know if if there are others out there that uh, that kind of geek out on some of that stuff. So I have uh, a lot of different interests and I like learning new things all the time. Probably uh, why why this this profession suits me. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I remember when I was uh, on the rotation with you and I remember you telling me that, uh, I can't remember how many times you said you'd been golfing that year, but, uh, I think it was in like the forties or something. It, yeah. You know, um, that surprises people. We could probably get into that more with, uh, with our, you know, any discussion that we might have on wellness. Um, but it's, uh, definitely been, a, a good, a good thing. Um, you know, I think I've made a good choice as far as which specialty I was able to go into. So, um, yeah, I like to, uh, I like to play. And if I have a day off during the week, which generally will at least have one, right. And yeah. I like to, to fill that with, with something that I enjoy doing. So. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, could you, uh, you know, I know that, uh, medicine wasn't your first career. Could you talk a little bit about your career before medicine and what made you decide to go into medicine? Sure. Um, you know, I, you know, like I said, I was in the Navy. I kind of, you know, had had to figure something out when I was a kid. So, um, you know, 19 years old, I joined the service and I thought that was a really good place to kind of make some mistakes, you know, either financially, um, you know, even in, in your personal life, you're able to kind of, you know, uh, still uh, still recover when you're that young and you still have you know, three meals a day if you want and a place to sleep. Um, so that was kind of a, a good experience. It learns, you know, you learn a lot about how to um, kind of be a good employee and uh, and supervisor, I think, at the same time um, when you're in the military. Um, I would recommend it to anybody that didn't know what they were doing, um, you know, as far as getting out of high school and stuff, if they want to just start something. Um, really, it's not for everybody, but I think that anybody could benefit from it. Um, so I, I enjoyed my time there. Um, I think I did okay. I, I, I excelled there and I was even considering staying in, but, um, you know, I think that I knew that I, I probably had a little bit more in me than, than to stay in the military as far as the, even in, as an enlisted man too. So I, um, got out and, uh, happened to be friends with a guy who was, who had his own landscape company. So I started working with him and, I dug one too many ditches and said, man, this is, this is too much. I'd rather use my brain. And, uh, I was then offered a job by one of our suppliers. So I, I went to work for a, a wholesale grower for outside, um, plants and shrubs. So it kind of made it, um, made it to where I was still kind of in the landscape business, but then I, uh, I was able to, to get into more of the sales side and stuff like that. So that was kind of my career, um, for probably about 10, 12 years. Um, I did go to school during that time, used my GI bill to get my, um, associate's degree actually right here in, um, Scottsdale community college. Um, so I've been, uh, you know, to, to several different, um, colleges, even before I was able to, to complete my training. And, um, you know, that was before the, uh, the crash. Um, so before the recession in 08, 09. Um, and so really that was kind of the impetus for me to, to really rededicate myself, I think, to go back to school and, um, and really kind of pursue something that I was really a lot more interested in, which was always medicine. Like I said, I'm kind of a, kind of a nerd in that way where I'm not really grossed out by body stuff or, or learning new things. And I, I think that, uh, it was a good, you know, a good fit for me to kind of, uh, 
be in something where I could continuously learn and and uh, kind of bring bring some more brain power to bear rather than than physical power, which is you know digging ditches isn't too fun. So you know yeah. I'd, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather use my brain. I think. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, and then you went to medical school uh, in Reno. You said I did uh, University of Nevada Reno. It was uh, that was a good experience. I think it was definitely maybe one of the more cost effective um, things that I could have done too, um, since it was in state. And I think that Reno is probably one of the the least expensive medical schools around too. Um, so, you know, I think that it it, it kind of worked well. And, um, you know, with, you know, as far as, uh, kind of moving around, I think my parents have a place, they split time between, um, Carson city, which is up in Northern Nevada, right by Reno and also, um, Las Vegas. So it was kind of nice that I had some built in family, uh, in town as well. So, um, so it kind of worked out nicely and, uh, Reno's a pretty town. Um, you know, Vegas is, uh, you know, not what everyone thinks it is, but, uh, I think that, um, that's kind of what, you know, gives me a little soft spot in my, my heart for, for Nevada, I think just kind of, you know, growing up there a little bit and kind of getting my start in medicine as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, uh, currently doing my, uh, first year of residency in Las Vegas and I went up to Reno a few weeks ago for a conference up there. Absolutely beautiful place. I went on, uh, the campus there, the undergraduate campus kind of walked around for a minute. It's a really, really nice place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different feel than, than UNLV, which really seems it's like, it's kind of disjointed and sprawling a little more commuter. It seems like, um, you know, I'm not going to discount my experience there. I I think I got some, some pretty good instruction at UNLV and and had good experience in a, in a fruit fly lab there. And, um, you know, really, really kind of, uh, I, like I said, I still have a kind of a soft spot, soft spot in my heart for, uh, for Nevada, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any advice for, uh, non-traditional students like yourself, you know, whether that's, uh, med students or kind of as they're transitioning, transitioning to residency, any, any tips for them? You know what? I think that, um, some of the, I guess, non-traditional, um, slash more mature crowd, um, you know, it might not be as much of a, much of a culture shock, you know, going from, school to to work it was probably more of a, a shock going actually just back to school full-time um really i think that you know i've had plenty of of uh jobs and stuff in the past um you know so i kind of know what what work is like um you know i've definitely um <laughs> spent some time on a bridge wing out at the out in the strait of Juan de Fuca, which is right there between uh you know washington and canada in the middle of January, that's, that's pretty cold on a mid watch. So, so call isn't really an issue for me. I think that, um, you know, some of the more mature students who's, who've actually had other careers, um, will probably attest to that, that, you know, things do turn into work almost no matter what you do, you know, and even if, you know, it's kind of new and exciting when you get here, eventually, you know, the rubber really kind of meets the road. So really having a good, um, healthy attitude about, you know, Hey, you're still here to work. Yes. You're learning, but you know, part of, part of the plan is that you're getting a lot of reps, I think. So that transition, um, wasn't as, um, as big for me as it might've been for, for some of the students who might not have had like, you know, 
uh, nine to five jobs or, or worse before. So, um, but you know, the one cool thing, like if you're, you know, for anybody that's listening to this and they're thinking about a career in, in medicine, um, I remember going up and, and taking a trip up to, to Reno and asking, you know, the admissions people up there, like, Hey, am I, am I too old for this? I mean, you know, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be 40 by the time I'm in med school, you know, and, and I said, is this, is this going to be a, a, a hindrance for me? Is this going to work against me as far as, as far as getting in? And, you know, it couldn't have been further from the truth. I think that they really appreciate people that, you know, know what they want. Um, they, you know, and that have some experience and, and, you know, have some perspective on, on life that, that maybe, you know, people that have just been kind of going straight through and believe me, I envy those those people that, that are able to go straight through school and and get there. But, um, you know, definitely it wasn't a hindrance and it's never too late. And, uh, so it's, it's been good for me. I have, I have no complaints. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, I, I think people throw around non-traditional a lot and, and I ask that question kind of tongue in cheek, just, I, I feel like everyone has their own experiences. You know, everyone comes from a very different background and non-traditional could mean, you know, you're a little bit older when you go into medicine or, you know, you have these different life experiences. Like I, uh, when I was coming into medical school, I was already married. We had a a kid on the way. Uh, we had another in medical school. So, you know, I I was also a little bit, you know, different from some of the other medical students in in that sense. But, you know, I, I think it's just, if you know how to work and if you know the importance of hard work, you know, I, I think you can really excel at anything, you know, if you put your mind to it and if you put, you know, your, your, uh, like you said, the, uh, the rubber to the road and, and just work hard, then you can, you can get anything done you want to. But. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think, you know, back to that, um, thing, I think that that's something that I definitely learned, um, in the Navy, you know, when you're in close quarters with guys and everybody knows who's working and who's not, you know what I mean? You got to be really aware that you are on a team now. You, you don't want to be known as that guy that's that's not, you know, there for your teammates, that's not pulling his weight because there are social repercussions to that. And, and also, you know, I mean, it's it's reflected in, in people's attitudes. And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, if we talk about that later, but it's really something that I I think that that we've cultivated pretty well in our program is a pretty good, you know, work ethic. And therefore it's not, um, you know, a, a relationships of negativity. It's more, um, you know, kind of positivity, you know, where, where we're looking out for each other a little bit more. And I think that, that those kinds of skills that you, that you learn are, are really things that are, you can carry with you for a long time. And it, and it makes it to where people want to work with you. And, um, you know, I think that that's, those are, those are important, important things to take with you when you're on a team here and people are going to be stretched thin and, and their nerves might be a little bit more on edge, I think. So, you know, it's, it's important to kind of, you know, be picking up your own slack and not, not making other people, uh, you know, feel bad. So. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So did you, uh, always know that you wanted to be a psychiatrist and if not, what other specialty intrigued you in med school? No, I mean, that's, it's a good question. I, um, and this is also instructive, you know, like I said, I, I kind of geek out on all this stuff. So I really enjoyed all of my rotations. It seemed like some of them more than others, you know, um, you know, when you're a student and you're studying for shelf exams then the more time consuming ones can sometimes be a chore, I think, you know, because you're, 
you're working a lot, you know, you're in the hospital a lot when you're trying to study for exams or something like that, then it's, it can be kind of, uh, you know, taxing. But, um, but really, I was thinking emergency medicine before I was thinking psychiatry. And I even did, you know, like a month um, kind of, uh, you know, uh, experience like a little pre-intern experience um, down there at Sunrise, actually in Vegas for um for about a month um and it was a it was a great experience and you know i i think that i my personality matches up with with some some of the em guys i think that uh that i'd fit in there okay but you know once i was on my psychiatry rotation and it's funny how this happens but you get a nice uh a nice experience with a with a cool attending and it completely changes your mind i mean i remember making fun of a a, a senior uh medical student who was a year in front of me who picked psychiatry. And I remember thinking, what are you doing that? You know, cause I, I had bought into it, you know, before I had had my psychiatry rotation that, Hey, you know, this probably isn't a desirable thing to do. Don't do it. All you're going to do is, you know, listen to people's problems all day. I don't know if, you know, if, if I could do it, everyone was kind of, you know, kind of poo-pooing it the whole time. And so to, to experience it and to really kind of see, Oh, you know what, this isn't, this isn't, you know, what I thought it was. Um, I think you can do some good work. I really like the team atmosphere about it. Um, like I said, I got a really great um, uh, psychiatrist uh, attending um, who really kind of turned me on to it. Dr. Broadhead, if you're if you ever hear this um, up in Reno, he was working at the VA. I spent some time with him on the inpatient uh, uh, psychiatric uh, unit there at the VA in Reno and. You know, he was irreverent and brilliant and um, calm and, you know, really kind of able to answer questions, able to kind of manage, you know, really acute situations well. And it was really instructive. And I thought, you know, I, you know, that's somebody that I'd like to emulate. And I think that uh, it just kind of became a, a fit for me. So, um you know, I, I haven't looked back and I'll tell you what, once I made that decision, you know, in the middle of third year, you know, it just, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders, you know, for any of those med students out there that are contemplating what they want to do. And, um, I think almost no matter what you pick, once you do pick it, you know, it does feel good, you know, to, to really kind of move on from that indecisive stage into like, Hey, uh, this is it. This is my plan for the future. Let's go for it. So it felt good to be moving in, in one singular direction at that point. So, yeah, yeah it's interesting that you bring that up. I, I feel like the personality of different specialties and, and the overarching, you know, personality, I guess, um, uh, not want to say cliche, but you know, they're a stereotype. Uh, I feel like that's just emphasized so much. And I feel like I personally, you know, as well, I, I have a, of a personality that I, I feel I like to do things. I like to move around a lot. I like to get things done. So, I, you know, naturally I was kind of attracted towards emergency medicine. Um, but you know, there, there are all types of people in all types of, you know, residents or in all types of specialties. Like, you know, there's a, you're consulting a lot of people on the phone, you know, other, other uh, specialties. And it's, uh, you know, you, you call certain specialties like neurosurgery, like, oh, you know, neurosurgery, they're just going to get mad. They're just going to yell at me, whatever, you know, I'll just, it'll be fine. I'll get through it. But then you talk to a certain, some neurosurgeons on the phone, they're like the nicest people ever, you know, right. and like, they'll take all the time in the world with you if, if you need it. So 
I feel like people get hung up on that a lot and be like, okay, this is my personality. So I need to go into this specialty. But if you just look for something that, like you said, it just, so when you figure out what, what you want to do and, and your real true passion, you know, it just feels right. You know what I mean? It's just some, some feeling like, yes, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's about right. I think that, um, you know, the other thing about psychiatry, at least for me, was that um, I think that I, you know, I going through med school, I mean, really, I think that I got a really backhanded compliment. And I think it was in my even in my (laughs) my letter to prospective residency programs from my internal medicine attending um, in med school. You know, she wrote me a letter um, for, you know, to get into psychiatry. And I, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if there's a lot of internal medicine, you know, physicians writing, uh, you know, psychiatry letters for, for people, you know, but um, she kind of gave me a backhanded compliment where, you know, it was like, I was really concentrated on the social aspects of my patients, uh, you know, uh, problems, you know, while I was on my internal rotation, she would often tell me to kind of get to the point, you know, let's talk about labs when I would want to talk about the patients, you know, uh, you know, struggles and stressors outside of, of their, their, you know, medical predicament. And I think that I found myself really maybe more gravitating towards those social aspects, you know, and I felt like I'd rather talk with the patient, um, you know, kind of teach the patient a lot of things, right. Which is our, mm-hmm. our, our, also our role as, as physicians. And, um, that was something that I enjoyed a lot more than chasing labs. I think all the time, mm-hmm. um, it's, it is kind of funny though, that, you know, regardless, listen, we're still doctors and we chase a lot of labs still. So yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't quite escape all of that, but, uh, <laughs> but I think that that was something that really, you know, attracted me to this, um, to this specialty as well. Gotcha. So what drew you specifically to the residency program that you are now? You talked about, you know, you have family there, you know, you love to golf. It's kind of a natural fit. Anything about the program in particular that drew you there? Uh, you know what? That's a, that's a good question. And I mean, I think, I think everybody, everybody out there should really kind of go with their gut a little bit, what they think is the best fit. And really, I think it felt good to me, you know, from the interviews and from speaking with the faculty that I interviewed with here, um, you know, I, of course, started with where I would want to live, right? Um, really, it was probably generally going to be in the Southwest here. Um, I applied to a few schools in California, and really, it was mostly the the schools here in Arizona and, and Nevada that I, that I was really, really probably the most serious about. Um, and so, those were places that I interviewed with and, and really kind of kind of those were my decisions you know that was what I was kind of deciding between was was staying uh, up in Reno going to Las Vegas um, Tucson or, or here and um, I think that that this was a what just kind of felt like a you know I hate to say that cliched like family feel but you got to understand something here in, in Phoenix all the faculty they're graduates of this program and many of them have been here for many years and that really shows you something about the culture here, you know, that it's a good place to live. It's a good place to work. Um, you know, I think that, um, it's almost exceeded some of my expectations in many ways where I feel really supported just like I felt on interview day. So, I mean, you know, I think that my kind of gestalt was pretty, pretty accurate. I think, uh, you know, when I was um, making my rank list and, and this was, uh, kind of a, 
a, a natural uh, fit, like you said, and like I said, I guess earlier about um, you know family in town, friends in town, and as well as you know golf weather. You know, I'm in close close to the beach. You know, I'm I'm a five hour drive from San Diego or LA, and and also I'm a, a little bit less than that to Vegas, even to to visit you know any friends or family that I have there too. So it's kind of a nice nice fit I think for me and it just it was almost a, a no-brainer really and I I know that not everybody's going to have that kind of uh, you know decision you know um, or that easy of a decision but honestly I felt like like I couldn't go wrong but uh, this was just the best fit I think. I see yeah that makes sense I mean you have family there and you know you had spent some time there and if I guess as you know, application season right now, uh, we're in, you know, end of September, uh, it's kind of in full swing, just about ready to, uh, submit applications. Uh, what do you suggest that students look for in these different residency programs? You talked about, you know, this program that you're at has a real family feel. This mm-hmm. program has a lot of, uh, attendings that were graduates of the program. Anything else in particular you think would be like, Oh, this is, that's a, that's a good sign or, Ooh, that's kind of a red flag. Yeah, you know, that's a good, um, you know, I would just, you know, if if the residents are happy, then, you know, that's that's a good sign. Um, but really, you should be matching to your preferences. I mean, like, if you think that you want to pursue research, you know, make sure that you're going someplace that, that that's an emphasis. Um, you know, it's not as big of an emphasis here. Of course, we have people that are, you know, kind of making their own way here. Um, we've had multiple residents each year actually be, you know, churning out some some research papers, presenting at, at some things, but it's not something that is absolutely required. It's not something that we are, um, you know, it's not the biggest emphasis at this program. Really, we have a great outpatient experience here at, um, at, uh, at U of A Phoenix Banner. Um, really, we start seeing outpatients early. That was something that was appealing to me. Um, you know, starting from, you know, uh, July of second year, I had my own office, you know, and it was, uh, it was a good experience where I could see my own patients. Um, of course we were in the middle of COVID at the time. So a lot of it was tele, but we were also seeing some patients in person. Um, so that was really nice. It kind of felt like I was, I'm kind of running my own clinic almost, uh, here. Um, you know, we've got good support too. Don't, ever sleep on that. I'm, I'm, we're really lucky on our inpatient unit here to have, have great, um, support staff as far as, you know, discharge planners and social workers, as well as, um, some, some therapy on the unit. Um, if it's you kind of, kind of doing all that work, it's going to be a bear to, um, kind of get your patients on track because that takes up a lot of time with disposition planning, kind of keep an, keep an eye on that, you know, make sure that you're not doing your own social work, not to say that I don't collect my own collateral from a lot of patients and stuff like that, but, but that's really, they're unsung heroes and they should probably be paid more to be honest with you. But um, you know, one time, one thing you can't discount is the people that you're working with, you know, having a good, um, good faculty support, um, good supervision, mentorship type stuff. I think that those are things that, that, that are like little intangibles, um, and things that now I'm really thankful that I have, but things that I wasn't really thinking to, to ask about before I got into residency. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, 
it was interesting when I was on the, uh, when I, when I was doing my psychiatry sub, I, you know, how invaluable the social work, uh, the social workers are, uh, and how much they do and the nursing staff. And, you know, it's almost like we have, or, or the, uh, the psychiatry, you know, team has the, the easiest job of them all. You know, uh, we just go in, see patients, figure out what's going to, you know, work for them. And then the social work workers make, all of that happened. You know what I mean? So I think I agree. I, I think that's probably very important to look for in programs. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think, talk, Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I think that that was just, um, you know, like I said, those are things like, you know, people ask, <laughs> I mean, I think as we're talking about applications, you know, I, I don't know if I would be thinking about that one because you don't know it's kind of like uh, I don't know if you know Donald Rumsfeld the unknown unknown right I don't even know what I don't know yet right mm-hmm. when I'm applying for things and it was kind of uh, something that that really you know when you when you're in the in the in it then you you know what's going to happen but really I can't those those would be good questions I think to ask of pro, of programs you know rather than Hey, um, you know, what's the cafeteria like, you know, or something, you know, something that's kind of banal, but really it would be good to go, Hey, what kind of support staff do we use on our inpatient unit? You know, who's, who are the social workers? You know, is there a lot of turnover with them? Are they, you know, well-versed? What are, what are, what's going to be the responsibilities as far as discharge planning? And it's funny because you wouldn't really know to, to ask those questions unless you had to deal with it yourself. And so those are, those are, those might be some actually good questions to ask if anybody's out there, um, you know, applying, you know, it's, it, those would be good questions to ask. That'd really impress somebody if, if they knew that you knew to ask that question. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during your interviews and then they always have a, a residency dinner the night beforehand right, where you right. can ask whatever questions. And right. I think those are, those are very important, good questions to ask. Yeah. So talking about your first couple of years uh, of residency, did you have, you know, a favorite rotation, one that, you know, you really liked? You mentioned the the outpatient kind of telepsych that you had during your, your second year. Uh, was there a rotation that really stuck out to you? You know what? Um, you know, I it always felt good, of course. It always felt good to come back to your home rotation. Um, you know, I think that, that psychiatry is pretty you know, pretty cool in a way where at least I think most programs, it's not like a dedicated intern year where it's all primary care. You're all, you're doing internal medicine for the whole time or, or, or what have you, but really we kind of get six months of, at least at this program, we get six months of inpatient um, psychiatric care. We also get um, a couple months of neuro, a month of emergency, um, and then uh, three months of primary care, either through, um, we do a, a PEDS rotation and um, a VA and a banner um, internal medicine month. And so I really didn't mind each one of them. And here's, here's another thing. And, and I mean, maybe, maybe this is my attitude a little bit that, um, that, you know, I, I, I like to run towards experience. You know, I try to feel like, um, like, Hey, you know, no matter what it is, you're still learning something, even if it's not a great experience. And certainly some of those rotations were a little more time consuming than others. But, you know, if you're, if you kind of treat it as a learning experience, um, then, 
then it can be fun. And I mean, you know, I made some good friends there. It's, it's really nice to, to talk to, to some of the other uh, residents that I've, I've met on those rotations and be able to consult them or they, they consult me either, either curbside or, or, or whatnot. It's nice to run into them um, on occasion. And, you know, those are, those are some friends, you know, when you're in the trenches sometimes that, that can last a long time. Um, kind of like boot camp, even, you know, it's kind of like you're in this shared goal of, of trying to survive. And so there's some, um, you know, some friendships that are forged, you know, in, in those times of, of difficulty. And, uh, really I kind of liked all of them, but, um, you know, I am even, I would say, you know, even though that's the, the most, uh, you know, I guess, uh, the one that gets the worst rap because it is, it's, you know, it's six to six, six days a week. And, you know, to experience what they're going through, um, you know, is, is a little different than what we're going through. Um, you know, I think, uh, as far as my, my schedule is concerned, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, also to learn things, I even have like a nice kind of, uh, running pact with one of my, my internal medicine seniors that I'll never consult him for diabetes management if he never consults me for capacity. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you do, you can kind of have some fun and then also, they are good learning experiences, right? Where, so, you know, I do feel a lot more comfortable managing diabetes. He does feel a lot more comfortable managing capacity, you know? And so it's, uh, it's kind of a, a, a give and take in those, in those situations. So, um, like I said, I mean, it's always nice to come home and, and be kind of concentrated on what you're, what you're going to be doing forever. But, but it's also nice to, to meet new people, have new experiences. And by the way, I mean, first year, it seems like in, in second year, you're changing jobs every month is kind of what's happening almost, right? Give or take, right? But almost nowhere in your future after residency are you going to have that opportunity, really. You know what I mean? So, so you know, that variety that you're getting right now, it's, it might actually be protective rather than doing the same old thing if you, if you, especially if you don't like it or if it's really tedious, but actually having some rotations, you know, and switching to doing something new for a month, that's actually kind of a, that's kind of something that you're not going to experience in the future. And, and really you should take advantage of it now, I think so. Yeah. And I think it's kind of fun, you know, at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun to be able to experience, like I'm going on an OB rotation next, uh, starting tomorrow. And, you know, I I didn't go into OB, but I think it'll be fun. You know, I get to hang out with, uh, you know, little babies and, you know, be able to be a part of a really cool experience for, for families and obviously some sad ones at times, but, uh, I'll never be able to do that again. Um, so anyway, I, I think just taking advantage of, of the the novelty or or the excitement of that thing that you're going to be on for just a short period of time. And then, like you said, learning what you can and applying that to your patients, you know, when you go back to whatever you, you you know, originally went into. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And that's actually why I kind of, um, you know, I, I even kind of gravitated towards that in fourth year of med school, I kind of took advantage of some teaching opportunities, um, you know, that, you know, for senior residents or senior residents, senior medical students that, um, you know, as far as instructional stuff, like um, teaching in medicine, and I was even a, you know, an OB-GYN, um, you know, experience, you know, for the, the junior um, medical students, you know, I was one of the senior res- or senior medical students, again, that, that was able to kind of help, help uh, 
that uh, those kind of sensitive uh, examinations and stuff like that. And I, I really enjoyed that experience in, um, you know, in teaching and stuff like that. So that, you know, those are things that, that I, I think actually even might be, might be in my future, you know, um, as far as instruction or academic medicine and stuff like that. So. Okay. Very cool. So how do you study during residency? I mean, it's you, like you said, at times it can be very busy. Uh, you got a lot of other things going on. Uh, it's not like medical school where you have dedicated time to where, okay, I need to study this or, or, or that, or there's no like shelf you need to necessarily prepare for and, and you know, tests coming up in the next couple of weeks. How, how do you exactly study during residency? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I now Matt, we talked about, I think probably, I probably gave you my spiel on, um, on how I think that I learn a lot from my patients now. And I know that that seems totally canned, but um, it's not that I learn a lot from my patients, but the way I study, or at least I like to do it is I think I've always been a contextual kind of learner where, you know, if, if you give me something like some kind of context where it makes sense to me, where I can assign uh, a situation where I might use some of these things, then it, it sticks, right. You know, um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now I find myself, especially, at, you know, as I've gotten my own, um, uh, you know, outpatients and stuff in my own clinic that, you know, and step three is, is, is in the rearview mirror, you know, then I'm not, I'm no longer kind of worried about being a, a, a generalist per se, but actually I can concentrate on being a good doctor for my patients, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something, it's kind of a mindset shift where, you're no longer studying for a test that somebody wants you to take that, you know, is not important anymore because it's not something that you might encounter ever again. Right. But now I'm actually working towards being the best doctor I can for my patients. Right. And so when something comes up in my clinic, you know, um, you know, recently I had to, to, you know, research uh, tick disorders, right? Something that you don't encounter every day, right? But, you know, I, I, I looked up some articles, I did some reading, I brought it up in supervision, you know, I had experiences, I talked with other residents about it, right? I, I read through the DSM and see, you know, to, to kind of, you know, uh, find criteria, you know, um, uh, appropriate treatment, side effects of treatment, you know, so it's kind of a different mindset where I'm not, I'm no longer studying for an exam, I'm studying for probably the greatest exam, I'd say, is probably just to be a good physician to my patients. And I think that that's something that has helped keep me motivated, you know, rather than like, oh, I got to do another, you know, QBank, you know, session mm-hmm. or something, you know, something that that you're not looking forward to or something that's, that's more rote memory that doesn't have any kind of, uh, you know, uh, application. But really, this is, these are things that that kind of stick with you more when, when there's a little higher stakes, if you get my my meaning where I just want to, I want this person to get better. And, uh, you know, and that, that in turn helps me be a better doctor for, for the future as well. So I think that that's the best way to study now. Um, especially once you get that step three behind you. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I, I appreciate you bringing up, that was actually my next question. I mean, you, I remember when I was on the rotation with you, you know, you, you sat down with me and you're like, you know, one thing that I've really learned and I've really emphasized is now I study for my patients and I don't study for me, you know, and, and that really stuck with me, you know, and, and I use that now and in, in during my residency and stuff. And it's just like, 
in medical school, you know, you're studying for that test, you're studying for, you know, whatever, you know, exam or, or, uh, you know, evaluation that you have to do or whatever. But now you take the patients that you have, you look at the situation, how you handled it, how you treated them, and then you research that topic that, okay, how can I do this better? Or how could I do this differently? Or, oh, I, actually, I want to read about this article that is talking about a different way to manage this patient. You know, it's, it's not like you're studying for yourself anymore. You're studying for your exams or for your evals or for your whatever. It's really you're studying for the patient and you're studying so that you can be a better doctor for them. And I, th- I think that's a huge transition from medical school to residency yeah. that you definitely helped me out with. So, Well, good. Yeah. I, I hope that that, you know, I hope that, uh, I think that everyone at some point probably has that epiphany. I don't think I'm the only person, but I think it is something that's kind of, um, you know, fun to, to see in yourself too. And um, I think that, that that was something that I, I noticed um, being introspective about it is that, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to memorize these things so I can, you know, get to the next step. But then all of a sudden you have real patients in front of you and you're not memorizing some, you know, uh, checklist. You're now mm-hmm. trying to trying to do a good job. And I think that 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 helps me kind of study. And I think that that's really how I study. It's 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 more in spurts. I'm not, um, you know, I'm no longer really doing QBanks, although I have a, a little bit recently because we have a, a Prite exam coming up, you know, our, our psychiatry in-service exam. Um, that's, you know, it's pretty low stakes, I think, as far as in residency, but it is kind of a predictor of, of how you'll do on your boards. So um, eventually we want, we want to be board certified, right? So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of keep up with things that you might not otherwise encounter. You know, I mean, there's still neuroanatomy that we get tested on and, and, uh, and of course, side effects of medications that we probably are never going to use again. Um, you know, but they're still in our toolbox. So there are things that, that you still have to keep abreast on, even if it's not something that you, you, you use on a day-to-day basis. So, um, I think that's, that's something that, that you can always keep doing. And you know what, now that there isn't as much stress or, you know, you're not really doing it, um, you know, for any kind of specific uh, study, it's actually a little bit easier and it's more fun if you if you read through a few questions every now and then rather than because you have to, right? Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I feel like it goes from being this chore, like, oh man, I, I have to study for this, you know, test that I have to being like, yeah, you know, this is, this is cool stuff. You know, this, this cool, real, yeah. medicine really is cool. You yeah, know it I mean? really is fun, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this is why, this is why I like it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is interesting. Um, yeah, so that, and you know what, I think that the cool thing about psychiatry too is that, like I said, we're not the six to six, six days a week type of schedule. Um, you know what I mean? It's mostly, you know, in the eight to five range during the week. We do stand watch every now and then, you know, so we'll have to spend the night in the hospital, um, you know, maybe once a week, something like that. Um, a little bit later or a little bit less, the, the later we get in, in residency, which is nice. So it, it kind of, uh, you know, we're a little more front loaded as far as in this program, as far as call goes. So, um, you know, it's a little less than that. Maybe it's only a couple times a month now, you know, which is nice. So, you know, it keeps your skills sharp because we're on our own inpatient unit. Um, and, uh, but other than that, you know, our, our schedule is a little bit more loose and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, don't get me wrong. I appreciate 
the thought of like, hey, you know, it's reps. You got to do reps to get good at this. You got to see all the things, right? This is why we make you see all the patients. This is why we keep you from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. for six days, you know, because, you know, I think, uh, you know, that seventh day in internal medicine, you know, when you're at home is, I think they call that a missed opportunity to learn from your patients, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> luckily we, uh, we have a little more time off than that. And I think that that's good for us as far as wellness goes, but also it's good for our ability to take a break, read about some patients. It's not rapid fire. We're not just making, you know, the same decisions. We're not, you know, not learning from our patients. We're actually able to stop, absorb them, maybe read a little bit about them. So I think that that is a benefit of maybe a little bit of a reduced schedule um, as far as um, in psychiatry versus some of the other uh, uh, more um, time intensive residencies right now. I think that that's actually an advantage that we have. So, Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned wellness uh, a bit and you talked about it a little bit earlier on. I wanted to kind of circle back to that. How do you stay well during residency with all of your new responsibilities and, and uh, the timing of it and everything like that? How, how do you focus on your wellness? You know, I mean, I don't even know. I Listen, everyone that's, that would listen to this all, um, all know that we get a jam down our throat. Wellness, wellness, wellness. Take care of yourself. You know, be careful. Don't, you know, don't isolate. You know, stay active. Exercise. Eat. Right. Do all these things. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if I feel like they're talking to me. Um, maybe that's, you know, kind of like what we've already talked about, you know, my experience in other jobs. Um, maybe I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the ride here, you know, rather than, you know, treating this as, you know, a, a means to an end or, or just looking forward to that destination. Um, I'm trying to, uh, run towards experience a little bit. Um, you know, and also, um, I think, you know, we don't have the same schedule and I, I, I can think, I think that that's a big deal. The six to six, one day off, it's like, you don't have enough time to reset, you know, there you're, you're at the hospital all the time, you know, and that, that will definitely wear you out. And I'm really thankful for that. You know, kind of, like I said, even my intern year, um, you know, I think I had like, like you said, over 40 rounds of golf that year, you know, which, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm proud of that or if I, if I should be, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of sheepish or, or, or ashamed of it, because I know that other, other residencies, um, as far as, you know, like an IM peds or a surgery, um, or, you know, even EM, I think is, you know, it, it can be really, um, time, time consuming. And that's when I think people run into a lot of that burnout. They don't have time to study. They don't have time to do other things. They don't have time for themselves or for their loved ones or to, to have some leisure activities, you know, that, that can be really, that can build up over time. And so I don't feel like, you know, I'm in that, that dire of straits over here in my residency. And that's probably, um, you know, a, a good thing, a good thing about my residency. And, and that's why I really think that I made a good decision, um, if you will. But I mean, otherwise, you know, like I said, you know, I, I try to golf if I can, you know, at least uh, every couple of weeks, um, you know, try to get together with uh, vaccinated friends and family whenever I can. And, um, you know, yeah. I think that COVID probably ruined everybody's workout at some level, but, you know, trying to stay active and, um, 
and uh, not overindulge is, is always a good thing and uh, get some, get some good sleep. I mean, those are all things that are, that are real. These are things that I preach to my patients as well about, about their own wellness. Right. So, um, you know, trying to walk a little bit of the walk is, is always a good thing, I think. Well, speaking of uh, your patients, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, what's been one of your more memorable patient experiences? You know, um, that's a good, um, good question. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've had many, but, uh, you know, really probably one of my, one of my hardest patients is maybe one of my most, you know, uh, memorable, um, you know, manic, a lot of resistance, um, missed appointments, non-compliance with medications, um, you know, kind of took a lot of wrangling, you know, a lot of phone calls, a lot of non, you know, billable hours type of thing, you know what I mean? Like where it's outside of, of a scheduled appointment, um, you know, and, and it was kind of one of those things where, you know, you learn about boundaries, um, you know, my own limitations. I think that, you know, those kinds of experience are good and, and things that challenge you like that. Those are always kind of good experience. Those are the ones that you remember, you know, that's definitely, you know, that's something that you take with you, I think, rather than the more bread and butter patients that, that are very similar, you know, with similar medication, similar course. Those um, those aren't quite as memorable, not to say that they aren't as important, but just, you know, the ones that, that usually challenge you the most are the ones that are the most memorable, I think. And probably the ones you learned the most from. I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that that's, that's the key, right? Well, do you have any idea of how you want to structure your future practice? I know you got a couple years, well, yeah, year and a half or so left, you know, inpatient, outpatient, fellowship. What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, I kind of like all of them. Um, fellowship isn't off the table, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little longer in the tooth. I wouldn't mind kind of getting out there and, you know, starting some of the the more prime earning years, you know, sooner rather than later. And psychiatry is one of those um, that I think that you can – you can do pretty well, you know, without actually having additional training. Um, a lot of the jobs that you can get aren't necessarily required unless you're going into specific things like child. Um, that I pro- that's, that's probably something that doesn't interest me. But really, um, you know, I wouldn't even mind trying some locums or some travel or something like that while, while I can, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, pay off some loans and uh, get in the black. And then, then maybe I can, uh, you know, worry about, you know, my forever home if yeah. that's what it is you know so get back on the road see some places again you know what i wouldn't mind i you know as long as i'm uh, able then 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 i think that that would be uh that would be fun yeah yeah absolutely well any last minute tips to help medical students shine on their uh, rotations you know what um just be yourself i think that you hear that all the time but totally um you know don't don't go too hard you know but really i mean you know as far as on rotations you know, be on time. Um, I mean, offer to help, offer to take more than is expected. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a sub I, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of being that person that's kind of there, you know, people, um, kind of remember that, that you offer to help that you maybe offer to stay late. I mean, if you're on a sub I and you can't kind of hold it together for, for a month, do you know what I mean? To really go out of your way to be, you know, somebody that somebody wants to work with, I think then, then, you know, that's kind of telling as far as, you know, how you're going to be as a resident when you might be asked to do things that, that might not be exactly fair all the time. Right. And mm-hmm. really, I think that I might've told you this too, Matt, it's just, you know, you got to anticipate the needs of your residents. I think that that's key, like um, kind of understand the flow, 
you know, yeah. understand the workflow, know what they're going to ask, know that they're going to probably want to, uh, you know, give the patient some literature on, on a medication that they're thinking about prescribing or that they want to get a release of information, you know, or even get collateral. I think that those are things that are all real good time savers for your, your resident. And when you're already kind of operating on that level where you know what would come next, that's really telling about how, how you're going to operate as a resident, you know, and that leaves a really good, um, a good feel for, for, how you'd be as a colleague, because that's really what other residents are, are judging you on. And I think that that since we're the closest to you, we have quite a bit of input, I think, to to our, our faculty and, and program director as far as, you know, those kinds of things and how people will actually work at, in the team, I think. So um, that would be my advice for rotations. All right. Well, Dr. Sina, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate all your insights and, you know, you taking the time to talk with us. Uh, if anyone has any, any questions for you specifically, is there a good way to get a hold of you? Yeah, I think that you can email me directly, um, probably at my um, banner, uh, banner email. So it's timothy.sata, S-A-I-T-T-A, at bannerhealth.com. I mean, at least for the next couple of years, for sure. But, um, you know, you never know where I'll be after that, but um, I'll definitely uh, be available um, there. And um, thanks for having me, Matt. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, good luck to you this year. And, and uh, you know, maybe we'll be seeing you soon. You never know. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Dr. Seda. All right, Matt. Thanks. All right. That concludes our interview with Dr. Seda. I really appreciate his time that he has put into this and for answering all of these questions for us. Uh, for all of you students out there, fourth years that are in the midst of application season and upcoming interview season, good luck. You will do great. Just uh, be yourself, like it's been said multiple times on the podcast, and I'm sure you'll do fantastic. And for all you uh, third years and second years and first years of medical school, keep pushing. You're doing great. You're doing the right things. And we'll see you next time. 